This is the Good Judge Men Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of the Good Judgment Podcast. I am Wade Paget, And I'm Tane Kell, and together we will be your hosts. The Good Judgment Podcast is designed for judges, lawyers, and others who are interested in judges and the law and procedure that occurs in a courtroom. Now, our focus is on Georgia law and Georgia judges. We normally address issues dealing with substantive law and procedure, but occasionally we have some other topics that we think might be of interest for judges to consider. For those who have been listening to our podcast, we want to thank you and hope that you'll tell somebody else. And don't forget, folks, if you want to contact us, you can send us an email to goodjudgepod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on the web at goodjudgepod.com. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Good Judgment Podcast. I'm Wade Padgett. And I'm Tane Kell. And we are in the process of going through a jury trial from beginning to end. This is section two. We are going to talk about we have now got the jury coming in the room, and this is going to be the section where we deal with oaths and instructions to the, how did you say it? To the panel. Say it. Veneer. I don't know. Venari it, it, panel, veneer panel. I don't know. Venire, veneer. Whatever. Pan- tomato, so we're going to bring the, we're going, yeah, we're going to bring the jury in and I usually try to welcome them say something that I'm, look, I'm going to be reading from this notebook a lot because I literally rely upon this trial outline to make sure I don't over make an oversight. And frankly, I give this trial outline to my court reporter. And so she, I, I actually give it to the lawyers as well, just right. so they'll have my preliminary instruction and they can follow along if they want to. But I give it to the court reporter so that she, all of these things have already been typed once. And if I follow it fairly religiously, she has a lot of this whipped as they say hey wade just before we get started okay we're before we bring the jury into the room how many jurors do you normally ask for for a criminal trial it depends if it's a one defendant case one defendant case it we usually have 45 we know that it's going to take 30 qualified jurors to give each party nine strikes and a jury of 12 i usually have an alternate or two we know that each one of those is going to cost us three people to get one and so we are probably pe- playing down to 46, but we will usually have somewhere between 42 and 45. What about you? Yeah, I usually start with 42 unless it's a case uh, that I think there might be some people who are disqualified or who are not likely to serve. And, and the cases where that normally, where I normally hedge on the, the side of having more are usually uh, sex crimes type cases because it seems like that we have a lot of people who are uh, who don't want to be involved in those, and so there are a lot of excuses and things that come up, and and some of them very legitimate reasons for not being part of those cases. So I usually on those cases start with forty eight. Okay, so we are we're going to talk about oaths, and one of the things that I remember as a judge, being a new judge, I had tried all kind of cases in my career as a lawyer, but I had no idea the exact words that need to be said to the jury panel, to the bailiffs, to the trial jury. And so I tell the, my jurors that, hey, folks, y'all are going to have a lot of oaths, and here comes the first one. You can all remain seated. Please raise your right hand, and then let me give you the following oath. And I usually say at the end, if you will, if you do, if you agree with that, you say I do. I mean, so if so, you say I do, and everybody will say I do. I did have one juror refuse to be sworn once. Um, it was in a particular time where the – Social media craze was very anti-law enforcement, very anti-court, very, very hostile. And uh, that turned out less than good. 
Um, we have a bailiff's oath. We used to call it the new oath, but it, it, it's been around a while now. But that's in the outline as well. And then the preliminary voir dire instruction, I just try to tell the jury what's coming. Now, I know you don't say voir dire. You say voir dire. Okay. But that's just me being a redneck and you being cultured. But I usually try to tell them a little bit about what we're going to do. Um, and, and it's not anything that's magic. There's no requirement that you do it. But, my God, if you're asking somebody off the street to be a juror and, hey, you have to answer these questions. They don't have any parameters for what you're talking about. So this is where I give them just a little understanding as to what we're doing. And I agree, Wade, because truthfully – alleviating some of the anxiety that jurors have about what's going to happen if they get selected as a juror seems to ease the process of selecting the juror, jury a good bit. I think a lot of the potential jurors think that they are going to be sequestered on the OJ jury if they you know, are unfortunate enough to get picked and they're going to be staying at a hotel for weeks on the end and so they don't know the difference. Now, I have started doing something that I think has paid a lot of dividends. I'm going to tell you all about it. I haven't my 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 friends on the appellate court have not commented on this, but I do this once I tell them how Vordar works. I basically say, look, we understand, ladies and gentlemen, that when you got your jury summons, you did not go around your house or place of employment high-fiving people thinking how lucky you were. And that usually generates a laugh. And I say, with all seriousness, if you were involved in the criminal justice system, whether as a victim, as a defendant, as a family member or a friend or somebody who was a victim or a defendant, you want somebody like you on this jury. You don't want somebody else on this jury. You want somebody like you. The only way that happens is if you go through that supreme sacrifice, that massive amount of sacrifice that we're not kidding about, we recognize, and serve as a juror. Now, later today, somebody's going to ask you, a question essentially to the effect that do you have something else you'd rather be doing this week? Every one of you do. And we know that. But if this thing that we learned about in civics class, this right to a trial by a jury of your peers, you are the living embodiment of that for these people. And if you seek a way to avoid that duty, this right to a jury trial is slowly but surely going to erode for the future generations or future even defendants. So I'm going to ask that you search your soul. I want you to tell the truth. And if you have an answer, you, you give the answer. But at the same time, if you find yourself answering that question, I hope you search your soul and make sure that it's something that is really unavoidable under all circumstances, because otherwise this person who's, this is the most important day in their lives, they need your service. So I do something like that. And uh, I think that, You've had an experience that I wish I had had with one of your jurors. Yeah, uh, interestingly, and we were picking a criminal jury on a on a pretty significant. It was a murder case, and it was going to be a fairly lengthy trial. And the gentleman who was in my panel uh, was the head of surgery for one of the large hospital, uh, not just a hospital, but a, a hospital complex. And he was the head of surgery for all of those hospitals. And I think one of the lawyers said to him, well, I'm assuming you've got uh, some other things that you need to be doing coming up this week, Dr. So-and-so. And he said, no, 
I can't imagine anything more important that I need to be doing this week, and there are other people who can fill in for me as long as you need me. And I wanted to stand up and cheer, and I did think I said something to him about, I really appreciate you expressing that sentiment, but um, it was one of the best things I've ever heard from a juror. The the other thing I do, too, and I do something similar to what you do is – There's a great quote from Thomas Jefferson that I usually uh, say to the jury, and Jefferson said, um, I believe the trial by jury is the only anchor ever yet imagined by man by which a government can be held to the principles of its constitution. And that's that's pretty eloquent, cool stuff from uh, from T.J. So, folks, we are now going to ask the parties if they are ready to proceed. We've got a jury in the box. We're all seated and ready to go. We've got some people sworn in, and everybody has said they're ready to go. That concludes Section 2 of a jury trial, How to Try a Criminal Case. We will be back with you in a few moments with Section 3. Thank you for listening to the Good Judgment Podcast. This project was the brainchild of Doug Ashworth, the executive director of ICJE. Thanks and appreciation to Mr. Jim Henneberger and the entire University of Georgia College of Law. Without them, we really could not do this. And thanks to Mr. Stephen Turner and his company, Turner Up Media, who helped to edit some of our stupidity and awkwardness. Hey, but nobody can get it all. That's a good point. Tane and I are eternally grateful to the Council Superior Court judges who allowed us to lead new judge orientation for the Superior Court judges across Georgia. And thanks to our NGAO graduates who've been willing to help with this podcast series. You know that these are our opinions and do not reflect the opinions of ICJE, CSCJ, University of Georgia College of Law, or anybody else with an acronym or alphabet name. Or anyone else for that matter. Contact us at goodjudgepod at gmail.com if you have any praise. And contact someone else with any of your complaints. (laughs) But seriously, we would love to have your feedback, both good and bad. Send those comments to goodjudgepod at gmail.com. And visit our website at goodjudgepod.com for outlines and more details about our podcasts. Once again, I am Wade Padgett. And I'm Tane Kell. And thanks for listening. Tane, I guess it's time to bang the gavel on this one. Any last thoughts before we wrap this session up? No, let's just turn it over to the studio audience. And the crowd goes wild. Thanks for listening to the Good Judge Men Podcast.